What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Get a Grip with Kendall Roosing. I'm your host, Kendall Roosing. And for those of you guys who haven't listened since the very beginning, we typically have two kinds of episodes here on Get a Grip with K. So number one is going to be like solo episodes. And solo episodes are either a story time, um, a training, or like a tip or insight, or they're going to be a Q&A. Um, so those are typically the two kinds that we do. And then the other interviews where I have amazing guests. I try to bring on guests that have different kinds of backgrounds, whether it's jiu-jitsu, business, whatever of their area of their expertise they have or just someone who's done something really awesome um, and try to dig into their background stories a little bit. So today we have a Q&A episode um, where I'm literally going to pull questions specifically from an Instagram story that I posted to get like real-time hot topic questions for you guys answered. But before I dive into that, I just wanted to give a shout out to my program that I'm about to be launching, Gold Medal Mindset. It is the first time I've ever launched um, a 30-day live coaching program with me, with yours truly. Typically, my programs are longer periods where you can work with me online for longer term um, periods where it's like a mentorship that's a higher investment, whereas this 30-day mindset program that launches, depending on when you're listening to this, um, the sales lost launch August 1st. They close August 15th or August 14th and we start August 15th. This will be the lowest investment, the shortest, the shortest time commitment and basically the easiest, most accessible way to work with me. So I will put the link to the website and the wait list and everything in the, uh, what's it called? The description. So you guys can check that out if that's something that you're interested in. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the question. Let's do it. So the first question that I'm going to pull, I really like if you are on YouTube, if you're watching this, this is my phone <laughs> and I'm pulling the questions from this Q&A on my Instagram story. So the very first question that we have is, will you compete at ADCC again? So I'm going to cover this one briefly because I did talk about this quite a bit in my last podcast. Um, so you guys can check that out if you want to know more about my competition future. But the, the short answer to this is that ADCC comes next September, September 2024, and that is the number one thing on my list that I'm interested in competing in. I have other things that are coming up that are more shorter term um, that I'm looking forward to, but as far as the title that I want to win, the experience of the competition, not necessarily just the title, but the overall experience and like magnitude of the day and the energy and all that that I want to compete in is again is ADCC. So everything that I do um, is based around competing at ADCC, which means I may say no to shorter term things. I may say no to certain paychecks for competitions like super fights because everything I do revolves around number one, like me my health, my wellness, my overall well-being. And then, you know, pretty high up on that list would be ADCC as far as like competition goals go. So yes, I will be looking to compete at ADCC next year. Shout out to Mo. Um, he added, he was able to get another women's weight class added to the ADCC roster. So we'll finally have three weight classes, although hopefully in the future we have even more. But for right now, we've made some improvements. So we've got three weight classes. That doesn't really affect me as a heavyweight too much because my weight class will still be the I believe the new one is 65 plus. Um, I, I could be wrong on that, but it's about that. So I will be in the open or like the plus open weight regardless, but I'm super stoked to see the growth of women's jiu-jitsu and to see more opportunities for women to come up um, into ADCC and compete because honestly, it's it's well overdue. There are so many badass women that want to fight in ADCC that deserve that spotlight and deserve an opportunity to fight in what my opinion, in what is my opinion, um, the greatest grappling event of all time in the Olympics for many of us. So short answer, yes. Um, as long as my body allows, I will be there in September ADCC. There's really nothing that I think can get in my way other like no opponent, no 
circumstance other than potentially, obviously, my body. But I'm doing everything in my power right now to make sure that doesn't happen. All right. Next question. Have you ever dealt with overtraining? How can you tell when you're pushing your body too far? Okay. Overtraining. This is something that is pretty controversial in the combat sports world and I would argue in like the physical fitness athletic world in general because there are kind of two camps of people. There's one camp of people that are like grind, 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 do it no matter what. Like if you have a sprint, go grow in 10 miles. <laughs> it's about toughness, man. So there's that camp, which I used to very much be a part of. Thank you very much. Thing. A shout out to high school wrestling and college wrestling. So uh, there's that camp. And then the other camp that we oftentimes see is, in my opinion, kind of caused by too much of a swing in that like tough grind direction where people have fought back, which is interesting because we see that in a lot of like social justice issues. We see that in politics, but in this it's like we see it with body image and, and a lot of things, right? But specifically in this category of overtraining, I do think there is a big camp of people now that are very much like pro, you know, listen to your body, slow down, take a lot of time off. So my opinion in this is that as I've progressed as a professional athlete and also just as a woman who's gotten to know myself better over the years of being a, a professional athlete basically my whole life um, is that I've had to employ mentors and people who can help me be more objective to make these kinds of decisions and technology as well. Like one thing that I found is really helpful as far as overtraining goes, if you hear something in the background, it's my dog running around. <laughs> um, as far as overtraining goes is Whoop. Whoop is an activity tracker um, that you can wear on your wrist that tracks your output, um, your sleep, your recovery, your quality of sleep, your stress levels. You can put tons of stuff in there. Like you can put your menstruation cycle for women. You can put um, just a lot of different like other health things in there. Like you log it like a journal, but I don't actually do all of that. I just use it mainly for my training. Um, and what it does is it calculates your output and then your recovery. And it gives you a recommendation when you wake up in the morning of what your capacity is that day to stretch. So for example, if I have a strain of 14 points that day, because it goes on the 21 point um, scale. If I, if whoop marks me at a 14 strain that day, based on all the activities that I did, I maybe had a jujitsu session and I had a lifting session and whatever. And then I get eight and a half hours of sleep and the sleep quality is really high. And then the next day I wake up, it may say that I'm 95% recovered. That would be great. That's awesome when it's in the green like that. Then the app literally gives me recommendations based on my level of recovery. Um, and I can adjust my training accordingly. So say I wake up and it's red and I'm like at 19% recovery and I had, you know, two sessions planned that day, I may knock it down to one session and I communicate with my coaches and I show them the data and my HRV and all of these things. And I say, Hey, this is where we're at. And they're like, okay, cool. Let's go into this training session and let's, you know, do just this drilling and specific training instead of a big sparring day or whatever the case is, depending on what season, what, what's even season of a camp I'm in or something like that. So that's one tool. Um, as far as overtraining, like whoop, I actually have a, a code that you guys can use to get a free month on whoop. And the reason that I like it the most for combat sports is because if you buy the sleeve attachment which you have to for combat sports if you buy like the arm sleeve you can put the little device in the arm sleeve and you can actually train jiu-jitsu wrestling judo um, mma with it whereas like most things like an apple watch you just can't do that without getting hurt or injuring somebody else so i'll drop that in the in the uh, description if that's something that you guys want to try out but the, you don't need technology like that. It can definitely be helpful. But as far as overtraining goes, it's like having technology or objective people to help you um, 
monitor where you're at. So like for me, it's coaches, or even if you guys are not like a professional athlete and you're just training in general and you want to have like an accountability partner, like a training partner that you trust, sit down and write down like what your training schedule looks like and what you want it to be and keep track. Like if you don't have coaches and you're not using technology, then some of the responsibility is now going to fall on your shoulders to keep track of these things yourself. So what you can do is you can keep a training journal and you can say, okay, say I'm going to train jujitsu four times this week and I'm going to lift three times or lift two times, or I'm going to lift two times and I'm going to go on two walks or whatever. So say that's your training schedule, which I think is very reasonable for most people. If you're getting enough sleep and you have like a pretty well-rounded schedule, talking too fast, and you have, you know, uh, like proper hydration and and nutrition and stuff. So say that's your training schedule. It's a pretty high-level training schedule, but it's doable. Um, I would write down each session that you do throughout the week and write down how you feel, how you perform, were you sharp, were you focused, were you lethargic, were you sleepy, Um, all these kinds of things. And then I would record how you feel going to sleep and I record how you feel in the morning. And then you can start to see a trend like, Hey, if I train, you know, jujitsu three days in a week, three days in a row, and they're all really, really intense. And I lifted two of those days, like on the fourth day, I really feel like everything is sore and I hurt and blah, blah, blah. Whereas, okay, I trained three or four days of jujitsu in a week and I lift two days and I flip flop those and I'm not doing them on the same day. Maybe that feels sustainable to me. And then on the weekend, I went on a hike with my girlfriend or my dog or whatever. And like, you can start to see the patterns. So there's kind of two trains of thought here. There's using other things to help you be objective, like technology and coaches. Um, mindset coaches like can help with this to kind of see like, oh, am I being a baby or am I actually, you know, am I like you have to have people help audit your own feelings and emotions because we're really subjective, like our own stuff with our stuff, with our, our stuff with our own stuff is very subjective. So have people like that. You can also, but you can also employ your training partners, and you can also use yourself as a resource, but you do have to take a little bit more ownership and responsibility when it comes to using yourself because you've got to be consistent with tracking these things. I know for myself trying to determine what overtraining is, if I'm not using any of those tools and I'm just kind of like in a free-for-all, just training, then I don't usually know if I'm actually overtraining or if I'm having an emotional response to maybe something outside of my body. Maybe I'm stressed because of work or maybe I got into an argument with a friend or whatever. So with all of that to be said, there's a couple different routes you can go down. I want to take a look at the question again. How can you tell when you're pushing your body too far? So the second half of that question is for me, I know that if I'm feeling like a gentle, say gentle, if I'm feeling like a soreness that I can feel like, and I can make my body feel good about training within a five or 10 minute warm up. that's okay for me to train through. But if I'm feeling overly sore to the point where I'm warming up and I still feel like shit as I'm starting to train, that for me, this is just one way of like moderating this, especially if you're not using technology and you're just going off your subjective cues. That is uh, something that tells me that I'm not recovering well enough. So that could be taking down my training a notch for sure and like doing more skill building based training like drilling and light specific training. Maybe I need to change out one of my sparring sessions for that in a week, but it could also mean my recovery. You know, I'm not hydrated enough. I'm not taking my supplements. I'm not getting enough sleep. Um, Maybe there's some stuff going on in my personal life, my family, my work life, whatever that's causing more neurological stress and I'm trying to keep the training the same training schedule without tampering anything down, acting like there's not more neurological like demand going on, um, which has to be accounted for as well. 
And I know that when I get into those states and I keep pushing, 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 typically for me, that leads to more like what people call burnout where I just feel like, F this, I don't want to go. I don't want to train. I don't feel like it. And it also leads to injury. And I'll have a hard time sleeping. And like no matter how much water I drink, I still feel dehydrated and things like that. So I would say that for me, it's been educational process over long periods of time and a lot of years of trying to figure it out for myself. And now I know the power of coaching and mentorship a little bit more. I do know myself better as well, although working with coaches has helped me learn how to check, track these cues. But mentorship really, really helps me in this area, and so does technology. But now knowing my body so well and my capacity so well after a lot of years of trial and error and tracking and things like this, I am able to do it a little bit better on my own, although I still choose to have you know, coaches and stuff because I think that it brings me to a higher level. But for example, I'm actually taking a break from wearing my whoop right now um, for about a month just because I was feeling like uh, very, like sometimes the biohacking gets a little intense for me. So while I pretty much wear that year round, I did take it off for a month to kind of like chill. But what I was noticing before I took it off, which is actually was really encouraging and led me to feel like okay with taking it off. What I noticed is that as I would go into a workout, like, cause what I'll do is you click like start your workout and then whoop gives you a target to hit for like maintaining physical fitness, exceeding, like trying to push and get new gains. It gives you these targets based on um, what your goals are. And it will have it, the bar will move and it's in a circle. The bar will, I'm using my hands. If you guys can't see me to demonstrate a little bit, the bar will move closer to that like slash or to that target based on the target that you chose as you work out. And so what I was noticing is that based on my recovery and my workout, I was almost always not even really intentionally finishing my workout exactly on the target strain that I wanted to hit just because I know my body so well now. So when I go into a workout and I can feel that I'm kind of at like 60, 70%, I know what kind of workout to do to meet that so that I'm not dead the rest of the day and so that I can train again the next day. Um, Rather than like how I said before, I used to be in that camp of just like grind, 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 burn, 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 you know, do it to be tough. And while I think that I'm grateful for those days for teaching me a lot about mental toughness, I now understand better ways to gain mental toughness. And a lot of the injuries I deal with now are injuries that I sustained during those periods of time um, due to like obviously my own doing, like I said, and also lack of coaching, lack of advisement and um Honestly, a big part of that too, I think is insecurity around feeling like I had to do more than everybody if I wanted to win. And now I realize like, yes, you can work harder, you can do more, but there are ways to do that that are sustainable. And while I don't believe in perfect balance and sometimes things do get extreme for the most part for me, if I want a long, healthy career, um, I want to win, win the marathon, not the sprint. And so there are ways to do that. So hopefully that is helpful and gives you a couple tools that you can try for that. So Next question is how to start best way to journal for mindset, spirituality, and book recommendations. <laughs> okay, this is a very lengthy question simply because I have a lot of answers for the book recommendations. I will put a list of things in the description because I will forget some of them right now. And also it kind of depends on which books you're looking for or which kinds of books you're looking for. I really love Winning by Tim Grover. It is very much more so like on the side of the grind, grind, grind mentality, but I read it during my ADCC camp, thought it was amazing um, and it was really fun. I also really love Chop Wood, Carry Water. It's simple. Anyone of all ages can read it. Like I think it's literally read to be digested by kids, um, but I loved it and you can read a few page of it, pages of it um, 
in the morning or whenever and it like always hits another one is the obstacles the way by ryan holiday that's one of my all-time favorites i think i could read that book over and over and over and over and be happy about it i recommend it to everybody i've bought it as gifts for so many people um it is what the title says, but it's so much more than that too. Honestly, anything by Ryan Holiday, like Discipline is Destiny was amazing. Courage is Calling, I haven't read yet, but I've heard it's really good. But I will say um, the number one book right now that I'm obsessed with, and I have so many, so I'll put some in the in the description as well. But the number one book I'm obsessed with right now is called, oh my gosh, of course, I'm forgetting the name of it right as I'm recording, but I'm not going to pause this <laughs> and go find it. Um, but it'll come to me. It's by Pima Chodron or Chodron, who's a Buddhist monk who, oh, the places that scare you. I knew I'd remember it. The places that scare you. And I forget the exact description on the front, but it's basically about how to navigate and find peace through some of your most difficult times in your life. I don't know if that's exactly what it says, but that's what I get from it. But for me, it's actually helping me feel how to go deeper into what some people call the enlightened heart or um, really just the energy of love amongst any surrounding thing that's going on, whether it's an internal or external issue. So that book right now, I can pick up and read two pages of it and I feel like it pierces my soul. Um, absolutely incredible. So I'll link all of those, but or I'll list all of those, but I'll also list some extras that I forgot right now. So you guys don't have to sit here and listen to me thinking about what to, uh, which books I love. And then how to start and best way to journal from mindset and spirituality. Um, so how to start and best way, I would say are two very different questions. And I would never argue that I have the number one best way to start journaling. There's a couple different prompts that I encourage people to try that have been really helpful for me. And one of them that I do is something that we call, um, that I've been advised to do by a mentor of mine called a two-way prayer. And for those of you guys who like the word God, you can use the word God. For those of you who don't like that word universe or love or ex existence, whatever, you can use any any word that you want. But you can also write to, your, to yourself, like to your highest self, if that feels better for you. So I start the letter, and this is a journal prompt that I do most mornings lately. It's kind of like my process is ever evolving, but this is what I'm doing right now. So it'll start out, dear God, or if you guys want, like dear Kendall or dear universe or dear future me or whatever, dear myself. <laughs> and you can just, I just put out anything that comes to mind. And it's just like, so I'm using my hands for those of you guys who can't see, but hopefully the sound effects also get the idea across that I just kind of like throw up onto the page, what's ever going on. Sometimes I literally start it with, I don't know what to write, <laughs> or I don't really know how I'm feeling. Or sometimes I say, I'm really excited for this. Or, I'm really worried about this. or I'm really hoping for this. Or, I feel really attached to this. Why is that? And I just kind of write until I feel like stopping. And then I answer back and I say, dear Kendall, and it's obviously from my hand, but I feel very tapped into something bigger than myself at that moment in time. I feel tapped into the energy of love. Um, and I just write back, dear Kendall, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it addresses exactly what I'm talking about in the prompt, whether it's a worry or something I'm thinking about. Sometimes it completely feels like it's out of left field, but it always feels powerful. It feels like I'm tapping into the larger energy of the world that I believe we are all a part of, we are all one in the energy of love, God, whatever, um, or just my higher self. And that is like intelligence that if I don't slow down to stop and notice, I don't get access to on a daily basis, or I don't feel like tapped into. And so it's a really good way of like, you know, I can do this in two minutes, and it can be a quick two minute practice, 
or I can do this for 25, 30 minutes. And it goes on and on and on. Usually it's somewhere in between for me, like five to 10 minutes. And I always get something out of it. I've never done it and felt like, oh, that was a waste of time. So that's one thing that really, really helps me. Um, Another mindset practice or like a a journal prompt that I will give you guys that I actually posted a reel about this on Instagram recently, but I want to give it to you guys here now in case you missed it because, and I also want to make it clear that it can apply to jiu-jitsu and it can apply to so many other areas of life as well, is a practice of writing down three things either after a training session, maybe after a business meeting, uh, maybe you know, after a presentation, whatever, whatever you find is valuable for you. For me, I do it after training sessions or um, specifically jujitsu, sometimes after lifting and stuff as well. And I also do it after like work exercises with my staff, with my team, when I run a team meeting or sometimes when I run a team exercise. So the first thing that I'll find, and again, this can take five minutes, this can take two minutes, this can take 15, but usually I try to make it shorter because I know for me, when I give myself a shorter prompt, I'm more likely to actually feel motivated to accomplish it because I know I'm going to get that hit of self-esteem after and pride and accomplishment um, that I get when I get when I do good things for myself. So that being said, there's three things. One is going to be something that I did well. So I want to pinpoint something that I did really well that I'm proud of, that felt good, that led to the training session, the meeting, whatever, the exercise, feeling really beneficial to me. And like, I did a good job. The second thing is going to be something that I didn't do so well, something that I can improve on, um, something that I would like to change or something that I can see a gap from where I am and where I want to be. And then the third thing is going to be a small, tangible trips, tangible practice that helps me accomplish or get closer to number two. The trick here is that number, that number two can't be, or number three can't be like, get better. I use this example on Instagram too, but it's so potent. Get better at leg locks or tap out Steve or, um, lose 20 pounds or like, you know, it's it, or, you know, make sure it can't be like everyone was happy after the meeting. (laughs) So the reason I say these things is because one, it has to be something that I can accomplish in the next 24 hours. Okay. Two, it needs to be something that I can measure that's tangible. And three, it needs to be something that's within my control. A lot of those things were not in my control or they're not short-term enough, the things that I listed. So for example, something that um, came up for me uh, in my training session last week is my number one thing. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something about the training session. I think it was um, the way that I prepped the technique that I was going to teach and that I actually actually executed it in my specific training and I felt really good about it. it was butterfly sweeps and then the second piece of that was I didn't feel like I had warmed up my back well enough and so in my training I realized that I wasn't able to invert the way that I wanted to when um, scrambling out of sweep like losing a sweep so that was number two so number three was like how can I do something tangible quick in the next 24 hours that makes sure that I'm improving thing number two. And for me, it was spend at least minimum five minutes warming up my core to make sure that my back and my spine are more well supported when I go into my training session. So it's simple. It's within my control. I can see immediate um, positive response from it if I if I follow through and I execute. So I did it the next day before my training and then I felt way better during my training. I felt good and I had like a way better training session. I was able to invert and do everything that I needed to do. Uh, so that's one example. It can be anything though. You can look at nutrition. You can look at sleep time. You can look at like, did I eat too close to training? Um, you can look at, I want to drill this thing for five. You can do this exercise right after a training session and then drill the thing that you want to get better at for five minutes. Like it can be anything. It can be business related, personal relationship uh, related. It can be the journal, like 
It can literally be that you want to do the morning journal prompt. It can be so many things. But the idea is that the more often we add in that number three thing, the better we are becoming at building better habits and the stronger we can see ourselves getting in the areas that matter to us on a daily basis. And that is really, really the key because for me, I find it very hard to be motivated to do all the things that make me feel like a champion if I'm not seeing actual progress on a day-to-day basis. Like I am a self-esteem junkie. I love to feel good about myself. I love to do esteemable acts that feel good. Um, But I know that every time I'm not feeling hashtag motivated or I'm not feeling like I have good momentum, it's usually because my behaviors that are small have gotten off track or gotten off streak or, you know, they're not super dialed in. And so for me, the answer to why am I not feeling motivated or how do I feel more motivated is almost always through doing small actions that I know lead to me feeling good about myself. And so that's where the discipline comes in. There's another question about discipline in here that I'm not going to get to right now um, because I'm going to keep this podcast episode short. I'll record another one about it soon. But the major thing about discipline is starting with bite-sized actionable items because I know for me, I've talked about this before, but motivation is like a roller coaster. You get to climb, I'm using my hands again, you get to climb up the the steep part of the roller coaster. And then once you get to the top, you've earned your way to the top through all that hard work. And then you get the whoosh feeling of going down where it feels easy. It feels effortless. You're spinning and doing loops and it's fun and you're upside down and you're loving it. And it feels like everything is just clicking together perfectly. And those feelings, they may come time to time, like with the wind, you may get blown in the right direction and things feel good or external things kind of help that motivation and momentum. But most of the time for many of us, it is going to come from your own actions that get you up to the top of that roller coaster that allow that whooshing feeling to happen. You can be in control of getting yourself to the top of that as often as possible, as often as you can. It is so in your control how often you feel motivated and you feel like you have that strong momentum. So it's exercises like this, like this little five minute one that I mentioned, or these journal prompts or things like that, that for me, when I'm in a hot streak of doing these on a daily basis, the motivation and momentum never even comes into question for me. Everything's happening. My business deals are going through. I'm getting great offers. Things start clicking. I'm manifesting my, I, you know, I'm submitting people on the map. My trainings feel good. My body's feeling good. My sleep's on point. I'm eating better. I'm, I'm being hydrated. I'm, you know, on point with creating content that I feel is actually moving and, and matters and feels like me and it's authentic. So all of that though comes from earning that feeling that we get at the top of the roller coaster through those small actions. So it's deciding how badly you actually want to feel motivated and you actually want to have the momentum and then taking the actions to earn it consistently. And then if you do feel off a little bit and you start feeling like you are falling off of a streak or or you're falling off of feeling that whoosh, like, uh, you know, effortless kind of motivation, it's taking a second with yourself. And for example, like, having the discipline to do that little, you know, letter to yourself in the morning as a journal prompt and saying, I'm not literally, I've done this before. I'm not feeling disciplined. I'm not feeling motivated. I don't feel my momentum. What can I do to help myself win, to help myself feel like a champion, to help myself succeed? And the answer is always in the small actions for myself. So I write down the things that I can do for myself. I commit to doing them that day. It does not need to be, you know, 
read a self-development book for one hour. It does not need to be do a two-hour training session. It can be something five minutes that nobody has to ever see or witness that's just for you that feeds into your bank of, you know, your reserves of motivation and momentum. Like you've got to fill your bank up so that you can take out deposits when needed. So, all right, guys, this has been a quick and dirty 30-minute uh, Q&A session with me. I'm really excited to be doing more of these soon. I have some really fun interview guests coming on very, uh, very shortly, but I've been loving doing these in the meantime, and we have some more of these coming out that I'm recording very soon. So quick shout out really quick if you guys are watching on YouTube. I am wearing my Scramble tank. Um, I was really lucky to be, like, really grateful to be asked by Scramble, my sponsor, my jiu-jitsu gear and, like, apparel sponsor. They have, you know, jiu-jitsu stuff, gi, no gi, but also fitness and casual wear. I was really lucky and grateful to be asked by them to help design their new women's line. And so it's Scramble Hearts. You guys can kind of see how the two S's come together here in a heart. And their women's line is chef's kiss. Absolutely the best. I have a discount code for that. I'll put in my um, description. It's roosting15 on scramblestuff.com. But if you guys need any jiu stuff, their stuff is the best. The people are amazing. I've been with them for over two years and I can't say enough good things about Scramble. So I highly recommend them. And just as a reminder, guys, I don't run any ads on this uh, podcast. Obviously, I talk about the stuff that really works for me or like products and stuff like that, my own mindset course, like all of that. But I don't run any ads on this podcast. So the only thing that I do ask is that if it is helpful to you at all, if you get anything out of it, if it changes your perspective or gives you a new idea or is entertaining in any way, um, or if you just want to support it and me in general, that you do pay it forward by sharing it with somebody else. You guys can send the link to somebody, post the post a screenshot on your story um copying the link download the app download the episode reviewing what's it called uh subscribing yeah <laughs> all of that is the most powerful way to help the podcast move forward i do see big things for this podcast in the future i want to produce it more often um and the more support it gets the bigger part of it of my life i can make it and i can take other things off of the plate so if you guys like the podcast make sure you please pay it forward and that's it so until next time, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys. I'm sending you all my love. Um, oh, side note, I made a channel for the first time on Instagram. It's called um, Gratitude Mindset and Motivation, or maybe it's Mindset Motivation Gratitude. But you guys can like the link in my profile on my Instagram bio um, has like a click thing to it. And I just leave voice memos there sometimes as I as things come to me throughout the day. Um, and so that's been a fun place to connect. So that's brand new. So you guys can check that out too. All right. I love you guys. Hope everyone's having a good day. And if you're not, I hope it starts now because you will never, ever, 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 ever get today again. So enjoy it. Be with it. Take a deep breath. Like, oh, that felt good. I'm glad I did that. Okay, I'm gonna do it again. Mm, take a deep breath. <laughs> Decide how you want the rest of your day to go. You get to choose. How powerful is that? You get to choose. Go forward with the rest of your day knowing that and just being close to you and pouring into yourself today. All right, guys. I love you and I'll see you soon. Thanks.